You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back. <clears throat> Frog in the throat. Uh, Carrie Burdock here. It's the unofficial 40 podcast brought to you by Dead Soxy. And uh, Eddie, Josh, join me, and it has been uh, an insane week as uh, we are barreling towards a uh, coaching hire. You know, we assume. Uh, in I, I mean, it's, we're five days into this thing, and I can't tell up from down, left from right. Uh, it seems like, guys, I'm sure you feel the same way, but um, it seems like reality is being bent into a form of something that I'm not really sure if what's going on most of the time. Well, that sounds pretty I, uh, good. It sounds like things are going quite well, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it's like, it's like this. For five more days. It's Let's like, go. oh I'm, my God. I'm at the heart of this thing. I love it. You really are. I mean, you're enjoying this. You're out in the car. You're going to airports. Um, no airport it, chasing it, it, today. It, are we going to the airport the, today? Yeah. Fuck, hell yeah, I am. Okay. I'm just curious. Now, I, see, my biggest problem is is I am really worried that they're not going to bring whoever it is through Max Westheimer. In fact, I've, I think I've almost talked. I'm in my own brain on this. I think he'll be coming through Oklahoma City, maybe Wiley Post. You know, Lincoln and um, Alex Grinch. Grinch and those guys, yeah. they left through Oklahoma City, Will Rogers, through one of the private hangers out there. So I'm kind of in my own brain on uh, how they go about bringing these guys in. Do they? Uh, do you think they sent a private jet to pick up Roy Banning just to get him out of here for the safety of his life? I don't know. We need to get into that because that whole entire situation. I mean, th- since Sunday, it's just been one shit storm after the other, hasn't it? Do you think like? I mean, do you think whether like guys are entering the portal, whether guys are decommitting. Uh, coaches being two-faced, it just, I don't know. I know and you're not a movie guy. One, it I know, all comes back to one scumbag, Carrie. I know you're not a movie guy, but after that, was it Greg Big, Biggins that wrote that article for 24-7 that, mm-hmm. that outed yep, Roy Manning? I just pictured, yep. like, uh, in one of the uh, Dark Knight movies, you know the one where he's, like, in Tokyo, uh, and they, they come and steal the CEO with, like, the cargo plane? And make like a land pickup. Like that's what it was like with Roy Manning. Like he just climbed up on top of the Switzer Center. And they had like a C-130 flyby. Uh, and he strapped something to his chest. And the big hook came and just took him away. <laughs> Before we get into like the coaching stuff. I just feel like like the Roy Manning thing is just a continued middle finger to Bob. 
And yeah. I think that that is the Absolutely. root of my anger. No, it's a big f*** you to Bob. I mean, it cannot be argued. I just don't argued. understand, like, and, you know, me of all people that loves killing the olds, I, like, it just, it rubs me the wrong way that these guys, and I guess these guys is, you know, some of the staff that has gone, mostly Lincoln Riley in the way that he departed on Sunday, just like, how could you do that to the guy that gave you the keys to the program like this? It's a, it's a, Josh. It is uh, just the the ultimate arrogant uh, tactic to to think, you know, oh, we're so much smarter than these guys. We're gonna do some stuff that they don't expect. It's really gonna hurt them. Guys, this is you know, and something I've talked to some people about through the week. You know, as we've heard more and more of the yeah the last few weeks seemed weird and everything was off and it it's what you know it's it's the curse lincoln riley is a very smart guy we can all accept that we all acknowledge it very sharp savvy dude like most sharp savvy dudes he has a tendency to expect everybody else to be fucking stupid and i think when that happens you get things like this like i and i want to be clear I don't think this was some sleeper agent move or like I don't I don't buy that shit at all. That's that's I really stupid want it conspiracy. To be. I, really I know want it, to be. it would be. Hey, we'd sell a lot more subs if it was. Like if I was sitting here raining and pretending I had proof of that. I don't. I just don't believe that. I don't think that's what that is. At the same time, you can't. Like I understand that these guys are okay. So I don't know how many people have watched Wake Forest football this year. Maybe more than most years I could ask this question. But you guys have seen the way they run that damn zone read where it just wait and wait and wait. And they wait and you're like, God, give him the ball or don't do something with it. That's what this feels like with these coaches. And it's not their fault. Like they're trying, you know, I've gone on the rant about this. They're trying to, they, I think in most cases, the guys who are still in Norman want to stay in Norman. That's what they would prefer to do based on conversations I've had. At the same time, they they know that at best it's a coin flip that the next coach would keep any one of them, and it's certainly not going to keep all of them. Some guys will lose their job. There's just no doubt about it, depending on who comes in and who he wants to bring with him. Um, so you get this... Like waiting, waiting. Like it's it's it is. It's a game of chicken. Like how long can you wait to see who Joe Castiglione hires and then find out what your future is at Oklahoma? Versus I can go take the sure job at USC, but that time is running out because Lincoln Riley's got to fill out his staff out there too. It's it's just a middling situation where nobody wins. I I said it. I I don't think I'd ever considered how hard this is on assistants. You know what's interesting? Uh, so, Isaiah came by the office yesterday. He had to come pick up his check. Um, and so we're sitting there talking. Yeah, I know. Get a direct deposit, you son of a... Uh, I get it. Um, and we're sitting I there... I thought we were paying him in Bitcoin. <laughs> Doge. No, it's Doge. Uh, so, we're sitting there talking, and I'm like, okay, so kind of give me a rundown, like, what's your schedule like, just so I know what you, what's going on with you and, you know, what days you have and stuff like that. He's like, well, we lifted today, and we lift on Friday. And I was like, so who is, like, in charge of that since Wiley's gone? And he said it was uh, Brian Keegan's. And um, he's kind of, you know, one of their sports science, like, I'm sure Spacemon25 probably knows a lot about that dude. And, and he's like, yeah, um, 
you know, some of these guys are just finding, you know, trying to find out. Uh, and I, I think he was he was talking about Caesar. Um, he was like, yeah, he's just he's just trying to find out if he has a job out there uh, because he just had a kid, and he also needs to know, like, you know, how much he's he can make because he's got to you know live out there and it's really expensive. And it's like you don't think about that kind of stuff like with with support staff yeah. and strength staff. Like they have to make a whole lot more money living in L.A. than they were in Oklahoma. Like you can make. You can make 125 in Oklahoma. You're just fine. You make 125. You might as well be be working at McDonald's in L.A. I think that's oh, what no McDonald's employees it. make in Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure that's about right. I I don't know how. I was thinking about that earlier. Like some of the some like, like coaches. Okay, like they're gonna probably. I'm sure USC is gonna you know get them probably into the, at least the mid 300s. Probably pushed into fours, even like position coaches. But like support staff. I don't know how USC keeps those people employed. How do you live in that area on even $80,000 a year, which is probably extreme for a lot of support guys? Like, how does that happen? It's crazy. I mean, yeah. I, I, and, you know, when you want to pay your defensive coordinator, uh, you know, uh, on par with teams in the SEC that don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what we always talk about when, like, people will talk about a Cal or a Stanford job opening. We're like, well, you know, I mean, that, why couldn't it be like Notre Dame? Because the cost of living is obscene. I mean, you've got to pay, uh, you know, Palo Alto or Like Berkeley, San Diego no- State? Like, you yes. know what prices are like in San Diego? It is ridiculous. Yep. Uh, th- I remember we drove by Chuck Long's house <laughs> when he was the coach out there, and it was like a, it looked like about a, $120,000 house in Oklahoma. It's like, that's oh. a million-dollar house right there. Wow. Oh, I, uh, Tiffany and I have talked many times. Like, if we could just uproot our house, go set it on a plot of land in California, sell it, and pretty much retire. So, I mean, that, I mean, and as you have noted, our house is absolutely nothing special. So, like, it is... He's so proud that I said that. No, no, it's fine. Like, I'm... I'm I'm good with that. No, you're just so. you're just happy that you, you you don't have to hold the pressure of living in James Harden's neighborhood anymore. No, I I don't. I mean, you know, I I live on the water. You know, a very very small retaining pond. But you know, it's <laughs> but we live on the water, bitch. So whatever. There we go. With gators, probably from time to time. <laughs> yeah, we don't let the kids go out back very often by themselves. That would just be uh, now the dogs. They can run wild and free. That's the kind of neighborhood I grew up in. I couldn't go outside, especially after sundown. <laughs> in the mean streets of Putnam City. Yeah. It was insane. Uh, okay, so... A lot like Compton. So... <laughs> and I'll say this, too. Like, you know, just talking to Isaiah. Like, yesterday was the first te- day that the team really got to... that Really, since they were told, mm-hmm. you know, I'm leaving, that they kind of came together. Sure. And I got the sense that it was really like a kind of a what the f*** just happened kind of meetup. Like they were all had had just kind of come to grips with it over the last couple of days, and they were just like, "How did this happen? And how did he do this to us?" I did a little bit of uh, hanging out around the facility yesterday, just kind of just kind of cruising around, seeing what the scene's like, and I ran into a couple of players and uh, a couple of support staff members as well. And I, I think that there is still like a very much a little bit of kind of what you said, Carrie. It's like, did that really just happen? Like, did that guy that had told us we were family for six years, seven years, just 
pack up and leave overnight, basically under the cloak of darkness. And it it's just I, I feel for the guys in a way because I think that like I don't think that people truly understand the amount of just blindsidedness, just yeah. completely out of nowhere. Get a call after you know for the for the most part your season ends in Bedlam, and you go from thinking that you're gonna and and you know regardless of what we thought and regardless of what the fans think. That's a group of guys in a team that thought that they were going to beat OSU, thought that they were going to be practicing for the Big 12 championship this week. You know, I think some of them probably had a belief, or for the most part, all of them had a belief that they could still win a national championship. And to go from that to be abandoned, now gone. Yeah. Everybody's, yeah, abandoned might be a good, a better phrase than uh, blindsided because I think that. Uh, there are still a bunch of guys, and even in within the the coaching offices, I've heard like there's a lot of people just sitting in there, kind of like us, refreshing Twitter, seeing what assholes like us are saying because they don't have jobs right now. It is, you know, it, and the thing about it is like that I've kind of come across the last couple of days. I I told you guys, and I know we haven't talked about it on on a podcast, but. Uh, writer from the Los Angeles Times wanted to meet up with me yesterday, and so had him come over to the office. We sat down for a while and talked, and uh, you know he had, he told me, yeah, I just talked to uh, Ryan Hibble before this, and um, you know, it, it, and I didn't ask him like what he talked about, but he volunteered some information, um, basically saying because he started asking me a question. He goes, "Did you really get the feeling that that Lincoln and Caitlin were very private people?" And I hadn't really thought about it that much. I mean, I, it's just kind of we knew that that's how they were. But for somebody like Ryan Hibble, who supposedly knew Lincoln really well, to 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 say how private he was, yeah, I really kind of hit I, home to me. I was told that they, if there was somebody that was as close to him down there, it probably would have been Ryan Hibble. And he thought that he was private and reserved, and that Caitlin was too. And I mean, I know, I know, you know, Gabe Eichard, I'd, I'd given the writer's name to Gabe Eichard and Gabe had told me, kind of shared with me some of what, and, and he, it seemed like he was really hitting that angle, that angle about how much did you really get to know Lincoln Riley? Like, and I, I assume that'll be a big kind of part of this piece. Um, but it is really strange when you think about it. like, he had no personal interactions the entire time he was here with anyone. I mean, I wonder if Bob has to ask himself, like, wow, I guess I didn't really know who Lincoln Riley was. This Like, maybe he thought he did, but he just, looking back on it, you're like, yeah, you know what? We really weren't that close. That That's what I keep coming back to, is there's this feeling amongst people that should have, should have felt, <clears throat> excuse me, some kind of bond with him that, now they kind of look back and it's kind of that same question like you're talking about Gabe having with himself like do I did I really know this guy did I like was there a connection there and it's it's crazy to think about I mean it really is but you know even even you guys I mean they were there on the ground all the time and going through everything and you know me seeing it from afar but you know in a kind of unique angle there is absolutely like I, I I think I think I said it you know on the emergency pod there is this feeling that, like, we we didn't know this guy. Like, we didn't know, like, I, 
the guy that I thought I knew, Kerry, you talked about it last week on the pod. Unless he was the guy that you got in trouble for claiming him to be, he couldn't do what he did and is doing. Um, so I, I think it's just we didn't know what he was, and now I think we do. And I don't, you know, I don't know that anybody will ever really trust him that, you know, is is left. I mean, it's like you said too, Josh, like the coaches that are, are going with him, they're not really going with him because, you know, he's he's their mentor and he's a guy. I mean, like Dennis Simmons would be one of those guys. But, yes, like, I think all the defensive coaches, they're just going because they need jobs. And he needs defensive play, you know, defensive coaches. Yeah, it's not it's not some deal where like they would you know walk through well fire and snow and rain for Lincoln Riley. I mean, they, he's just a paycheck to them. Yep, uh, you know, guys, I, I know because you know, and obviously Eddie was out there on uh, on Monday morning and, and got the footage of Grinch. Guys, I, I have been told repeatedly, Grinch, a if all things were equal, probably doesn't go. I, I think he would have liked to stay too. But he knew, I mean, guys, nobody keeps coordinators. Unless you are like, I don't know, a perfect example, Dave Aranda. You keep Dave Aranda. Mm-hmm, Alex Grinch sure. isn't on that level. He's not keeping his job. He knows he's not. Position coaches, maybe. You know, the certain right guys, yeah, they, they could stay. I'm sure a few guys on OU's current staff will probably be retained, that kind of thing. But it's it's a modest number. Alex Grinch was said to himself, I, I can either almost certainly be fired, have about a 1% chance of keeping my job at Oklahoma, or I can go to USC. I have been told he he was not part of any master plan. He found out when everybody else found out, and just made. I guys, I, I don't know. If there's any way to call it the smart decision. Yeah, he gets to go coach at a major program, continue to make a lot of money. Like I, I, I think I would have done the same thing in his shoes. It that doesn't a, make I mean, him it was just self preservation. I mean, that's yeah, just, that, that's natural. I, I, we got a lot of dads and moms that listen to this podcast. You can relate. He's got kids to take care of and all the other stuff, all the responsibilities everybody else has. Like, I, I don't. You might don't hate your boss. You might not guys. love your job, yeah. but, you know, you just got a raise and you're taking care of your family and you don't want to, you know, be that guy that's left out on the street and trying to figure out what his next move is. And that's where it gets interesting. Like, you, you know, other than I would say Dennis Simmons and Billy, Benny Wiley, probably. How long are some of those guys on that staff? Like I realize they got to go take a job; they don't have the choice. When they kind of control their future again, kind of like what you're talking about. How do you trust Lincoln Riley? How do you trust? Uh, okay, I'm going to get my kids in school here in LA, and I'm going to set them all up, and we're going to we're going to build roots here. Are you like you're going to trust that that's a that's solid ground to stand on? Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I think they all probably are watching their back. I mean, 100%. none of them can trust Lincoln Riley except for maybe like Dennis Simmons, who's the only guy mm-hmm. that there's really, and like you said, Benny Wiley, the only two guys that really have a personal connection there. Yep. But I mean, I'm just, I'm still baffled. Like, who the f*** is Lincoln Riley? Like, who is he? I don't know who he is. Scumbag? I mean, Scumbag liar? Yeah, I mean, you can only judge him by his actions and... His actions say that he is all those things. Because, no guys, you know, and I, you know, I get a lot of people. You know, I, I went on some SEC radio this week, and they were like, you know, Josh, this is standard fare in the SEC, and I'm like, ah, I cover enough recruiting to know what's pretty relevant. 
you're used to like, okay, Alex Grinch going after Gentry Williams makes all the sense in the world. Alex Grinch recruited the hell out of Gentry Williams. That's fine. That's fair game. USC had been a, a contender for Gentry. So, like, I get that. I got no problem with that. That makes all the sense in the world. USC going after Jake Taylor? What? Like, you, there's nobody on that staff that had any true, you know, that was Bill Bedenboe. Now, Bill may end up at USC. That's still, I think, in, in the balance a little bit. But unlike Roy Manning, Bill Bedenboe's not out there trying to recruit Jake Taylor for USC. Like, that's that's not happening. So, I don't know. But, well, you bring up a good point here, too. I mean, we need to shift to this. So, it's Thursday. And I had heard there's kind of a deadline on for Friday for everything. Like, if does OU almost... Is, is Lincoln Riley almost holding OU hostage to make their hire? So that these coaches that are here know whether they can be here or not? I mean... Are they coming up against a deadline of tomorrow where they either have to tell OU, I got to go to USC if they don't have a coach ready to go? That Friday has been my understanding, is that they Mine were too. told a decision had to be made by Friday. That That's what I had heard from a few places. So, um, yeah. And, you know, it... It's it's interesting because again you know every day you know OU lost Relique Brown last night I mean no surprise I think we all knew that was happening the second Lincoln Riley announced what he was doing or sure. that we found out what Lincoln Riley was doing but you know you also are getting guys going to the portal you know I mean there, every day there's a guy or two here or there um, you know and OU's got a the the interesting part to me is the is the Caleb Williams saga like. Yesterday, when you when there was some real buzz, and I know we'll get into more of the what's going on going forward. Um, when there was the whole Matt Rule Joe Brady thing, you thought, well, that that's going to take care of that problem right there. You just nip that in the bud, okay? Matt Rule and and Joe Brady seem like no longer an issue. That that doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So, who's the next guy you hire that's going to going to get Caleb Williams excited about maybe staying in Norman? I I don't know. Uh, my first thought is Dan Lanning at Georgia. Um, but like I said, we'll get into more of that, but that, I mean, to me, that's the weird thing. Cause I'm always very much at, you don't plan for right now. You hire the right guy. That's going to be the right guy for the long term. but man, with where you're going and what you're doing and where the program is, if you can just stabilize it for a second, it, ah, Eddie, that, it's just look, a huge game. I'm going to stop you. Uh, I'm sorry, Eddie, do you need to leave? I don't know. I check your guys' DMs. I just sent you something as well that's interesting. I don't. I think we got a couple hours. No, but I but mean this I, Wiley Post uh, plane. I feel like this is coming together pretty quickly. Okay, it's one thirty-three when it's landing. I saw. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And we'll, this won't be out by the time that this goes. But I, I, I find that plane to be very, very interesting. I'll put it that Cessna way. Cessna Citation Latitude Twin. That jet. looks. I I've contacted somebody that would be in the business of knowing. So let me see if I've flown on this type of craft recently. <laughs> I've been told to. Uh, I've been told to stand by. So I think we're going to have some information on that here pretty quickly. But I mean, I think that it would make a lot of sense. All right. So uh, that was part one, and then we went and chased a plane, and it didn't turn out to be anything. Uh, and before part two, I want to tell you guys uh, about our great sponsor. Uh, that is Dead Soxy. And uh, Dead Soxy has been having a lot of great promotions lately. 
uh, and hopefully you've taken advantage of. But as always, you use the uh, promo code BOOMER, you'll get uh, 20% off your entire order. Uh, also, they've got the Holiday 20 uh, going on right now for 20% off. Uh, site-wide, so go check them out. Uh, great socks have been featured in, in uh, some of the biggest men's uh, magazines, GQ, Men's Journal, uh, Men's Health, Forbes, Esquire. Just a, a great product. And uh, with the weather getting a little bit warmer or a little bit cooler, uh, you want to check out some boardroom socks and uh, nothing better than the uh, Oklahoma collection. You get those Maker Bay fields. Uh, those are back in stock finally. Uh, and uh, also three other new uh, college uh, offerings from them for Oklahoma fans. Uh, you got the state, and, and uh, uh, that's a really cool sock as well. And then the uh, the wagon wheels, the scooter wheels. Uh, check them all out. Uh, great sponsor, great friends of the program, deadsoxy.com. Uh, and now we'll get to, to the second part of our program, which we recorded today, talking more about uh, the coaching search and everything that we know. Uh, and just remember, uh, deadsoxy.com, as always, stay soxy. All right, uh, this is actually day two of the pod. We're stitching together what we did yesterday <laughs> and today because shit started happening, and we were like, yeah, we got to end this. Uh, I can't, what, oh, it was the plane stuff and then the Board yeah. of Regents stuff. And so we started panicking, and we are like, something's going down. Uh, and so Eddie went out to Wiley Post, and it ended up being nothing, and, and I probably should have taken some more time and checked around because as I was checking around, I was... Basically, I was told, yeah, nobody's on that plane from Clemson. <laughs> By the time we got out to Wiley Post, it was like, I think it was Gabe or somebody that had sent out a tweet like, do not expect an <laughs> announcement today. And I think at that point, I called you, Carrie. And I think I, I called both of you guys. I think I was like, I I was very uh, defeated. I was like, yes, this you are. just is like, I thought we had snuffed it out. We were going to go out there. Somebody was going to get off that goddamn plane, and the rest was going to be history. It's weird because everyone I know, including right today, Jared uh, hit the wall, and he's done with this. Uh, I think everybody kind of goes through these phases where, like, I really thought we were going to find out it's so disappointing, and it's like, I don't care about <laughs> this anymore. This is ruining my life. And everybody's going through it, I think. You know, you know what's the craziest one? And I appreciate anybody that has, like, ask me because that means they're thinking of me but i promise you all when we know something i bet we report it we're not waiting for somebody <laughs> to text us and say you know what yeah i'm gonna tell you who the next head coach is this isn't like a commitment from a recruit <laughs> like we're not waiting for the okay to run with something like if we find something out we're telling you like everything that we have found out we have put on the board like yeah for the most part and it's it and I, I want to say Josh you even the crazy shit yeah Josh you've taken the lead yeah. you've done a fantastic job uh, but everybody has contributed you know uh, what they're sure. hearing we just uh, even kinda... some of what I've had has been group work so yeah. I don't want to make that feel like that's me at all that that's that's us. And our biggest congratulations or thanks go out to all of you listeners uh, who have, uh, all you fans who have subscribed to Sooner Scoop. We are now, it has been one of the most dramatic runs in the history of Rivals as a network. Uh, I'll have to find out after it's all over, all said and done. Um, I, you know, you know, there have been some ridiculous things that have happened over the years. I mean, like Nick Saban going to Alabama. That was like right at the beginning of Rivals, wasn't it? What year was that? Uh, it it was it was oh seven. Okay, yeah, I because think. yeah, Saban coached LSU in two thousand three. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Rivals was so, four years in then. Um, yeah. It, it, it wasn't early, but that is kind of the gold standard. Like, cause yeah. I, I want to say they were almost like 50% growth or something during that whole run. And that was like a month. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to get too crazy telling, you know, everybody the numbers, but I mean, we're like 35, 40. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. We are the reaction now this the has gotten. fourth largest site on the Rivals mm-hmm. Network, uh, after the last awesome. five days. So, it's uh, been unbelievable. Congratulations to us, but thankful. Thank you to all you guys that uh, no, have taken you, the Lincoln promotion. Riley. Thank you, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You're paying off. All right. Old Tebow. You know, and that's the thing. Like I, I was. <laughs> Tebow. I, 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 I didn't know what it meant until. I didn't know I, what it meant until last night, and and then I put it all together, and I was like, oh, that is amazing. And like that, that's great. When I was talking I mean, to the LA, terrible but funny. I was talking to the L.A. Times guy. People were like, "You should have referred to him as Tebow." And I, don't, I was like, "I don't know what that means." I, guys, is that not the worst feeling? Like when you're in something like it's the rampant way, on a message board, we run, and I don't know what it means. <laughs> like uh, somebody explain this, but you don't want to ask. You don't want to be uncool. No, you don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't be the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By the way, I don't it be means the old. The bitch out west is what it means. So, if you're mm. wondering, or that bitch out west, is it Tebow or is it T B O W? T B O W. T B O W. Okay, yeah. T B O W. Yeah, but it's I can live with that. I think it's nobody's going. Nobody's calling it Tebow. It's just Tebow. Yeah, sure. And mm-hmm. the great Travis Davidson got his smokers back this morning. Oh my god! I, I had heard Excellent. that the. Uh, let me see how I can put this. The people that are currently staying at uh, the Riley compound were worried that. There were going to be masses coming down there to <laughs> attack. In Isn't hopes of that getting gated that. anyway? Like, don't you need a code just to get into the neighborhood? Yeah, I think that they were worried that, uh, I mean. Like someone I would knock the gate down? Yeah, I can't imagine. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe some insurrectionists do some things. I don't know. <laughs> no, I wouldn't put it past I, I anybody. There, there's some people over there that are, uh, I can't imagine what that side, like that side of things is going through right now. I don't think they have to worry. This is this is Norman, Oklahoma. Nobody's going no, to I'm come to anybody's house. No, I'm not saying that anybody's going to harm anything. I just, I would imagine they've gotten some very weird, you know how strange people are. By the way, Josh, uh, thanks for sending out the uh, news team assemble thing yesterday. People are pissed off because there was never ended up being any pod yesterday. So. Here, I'm going to send it uh, back out. We'll do ten. I, it's, it's, I, he just I, I retweeted he it. Just I retweeted it. it. Okay. I just retweeted the one from yesterday. I thought that was the most <laughs> fitting way to do it. So. Probably so, yes. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, here we are. It's day Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five. day six. Well, let's say five because the, okay. we'll say that the search – Started in earnest Monday morning, okay. right? Let's yeah, okay. Day five, mm-hmm. we've been all over the map, um, and we're pretty Literally. much at square. What I think the only person that's really been eliminated, am I correct in this? Is Matt Rule? Yeah, I think that's the, that's fair, and I I know people are still talking about him, but I it and, and I and I'll fully own it. Like it was something I bought into, and as I look back and talk to more people, that feels like a big ass smokescreen, and what they were hiding i don't know i don't know if maybe i just got it i mean where i got it from is plausible i don't really know how it was that far off so it feels like something was 
presented to be more than it was. Because once I talked to a few people, I was like, oh, no, that's that's not it at all. And we we happen to have, um, uh, I guess i say it, some members that had some ability to verify some things. And I, I know that sounds crazy, but talking to them, I'm, I, I completely trust what I've been told. And that's, that's not the OU is getting him side. It was the OU's not getting him side. So, you know, that's it's an interesting it's an interesting it's been an interesting few days i guys again like we talked about on sunday i've never done a coaching search especially nothing like this and it is it's the wild west because everybody has a source everybody has something this morning i'm checking in i'm typing searches into my google that i never fathomed i would be looking for i know i talked to you guys about some of that stuff and I'm just like, I'm, I'm really grasping at straws on a few of these storylines. The problem with this, and, and we saw it at LSU, uh, someone jumps the gun, tries to be first, and they mm-hmm. they don't have the story. They think they have the story, but they really don't. And then the echo chamber begins. So all you heard was Venables, yep. Venables, Venables. Um, and I still say that Venables is not out of this thing. Like, I've been frustrated. Sure. I think, I've Eddie, I where you are, I was there... God, I don't even know what day. It might have been yesterday, the day before, but like once it just it got to the point where it was like this is still going. Like I guess there's no way it could be Venables then because if it would have been Venables, they would have hired. But you know, I don't know that that's the case because I have I I have heard you know some sources that it, and let me finish that thought. I have talked to some people that are like. I don't think that he's given up or that he feels like he's out of it. It's just a deal where they haven't finished their process of interviewing everyone yet. And I think that's where we are. I mean, and I think that is Dan Lanning. I mean, it could be what something about, else. What I mean, about Fickle? I just don't. I Not one person. I find that to be disgusting, too. There's there's a couple names that are out there on the board that if they owe you hires, I'm going to be disgusted. Well, let's we'll get to that. But, I mean, uh, to back to Fickle, like, I have never found one person that believes he is interested in this job. And yep. I think it goes to his roots. He's just not from here. I don't think he he would be comfortable in a job. He knows he you know he can get the Penn State job if it opens again. Uh, I mean, let's face it. I know people are signing contracts like Franklin, but he's got to be better, or he's going to get fired. Uh, yep. I mean, or Ohio State if something there. If Ryan Day jumps to the NFL or something like, um, who knows? I mean, but I just don't think he's interested in Oklahoma for whatever reason. Agreed. I, I think it's got to be a mega Midwest job. That that's really the only. I I, I know. Oh, you fans are like not interested in us. Whatever. I I don't think he would take Clemson if it was available. I don't know that he'd take Alabama if it was available. I, I mean, that's how. When you talk to people, how dogged he seems about staying close to his roots. So you're basically saying he's waiting Ryan Day out. <sighs> I mean, and I don't I think, think that's I, I, anytime soon. I think if Notre Dame would have called him. I think that's a sure. possibility. Sure. I, I think that's one I could buy. Um, Notre Dame, Ohio State. I think Penn State makes some sense because there was, I know there were a lot of people, um, you know, talking to some people. You know, I, I don't, do you say around the Cincinnati program? Like, cause I mean, that's not really a thing, but like, you know, people that feel they, they have a read on him that if Penn State had come open, things might have gotten weird and interesting. Um, but for the most part, he he's not going to take just any job. Like, and I know OU's not just any job, but 
I, I, I completely agree with Kerry. I've talked to no one real that thinks he has any interest. Here's, I mean, maybe this is a scenario. And it's just, I, we're just throwing stuff out. This is what we do. But I mean, you're getting kind of a peek into the door. Uh, we ask ourselves, well, why would that be the case? Or why would he be interested? Or, or what what would keep him, you know, from being interested? Like, what if OU is waiting to see what happens if Houston beats Cincinnati? And maybe he's in a frame of mind like, I just can't do what I want to do here. And maybe they approach him then. Maybe that's why this is stringing out a little bit. And maybe that's like a plan D, E, F. But, I mean, you got you to gotta look at it, don't you? I mean, don't get me wrong. If I'm Oklahoma, I call. I see, you know, if he's interested. But if I'm waiting until Sunday, Lanning and Aranda, uh, you know, no, Aranda, Aranda are yeah. my – yeah, those are my guys. That That's who I'm – that's who I take seriously because, again – Luke Fickle has no experience recruiting the Southeast. I mean, don't get me wrong. Cincinnati's done a pretty good job recruiting like the second tier of the Southeast. Right, he's, do, he's doing evaluated picks in the Midwest. Yes, but it's not the same thing. Going and, going and getting the monster from Mississippi or Alabama or, or Florida. Georgia. Like, you, you got to – that's big game hunting, man. That That's yeah. real stuff. And – and maybe, a lot of guys and, that are good recruiters can't do that. And maybe that points to Aranda because he has lived that life. Mm-hmm. He knows what it's yep. like. Maybe Joe Castiglione is saying, we need someone with with an SEC background or an SEC-like background, which would be Clemson because they've recruited in those waters so much. What, yep. a, what an uh, interesting ask that would be for Fickle, too, just for the fact that you're asking a guy uh, to leave a team that is in a national title race. I mean, they're – if they win on Saturday, they're going to be in the Final Four. He wouldn't leave for, what, a month? I mean, you can't turn that, your back yeah. on a program that you're taking to the – and especially a G5 program like that. Let's just say – I let's don't just think he's say, a dickhead like Brian Hall- Kelly is. Yeah, let's just say he's off the list. We don't know. We we haven't yep. – and we, that's why we haven't I think listened to him. I'm not, I, I don't want to invent ways where he becomes a candidate. I just – I don't think he's a candidate. We're not putting him no. on the list anytime soon. I think that's fair. But, I mean, then you're left with Dan Lanning, a guy that is in the SEC, uh, that appears to be an excellent recruiter. I mean, everybody freaked out about, oh, Caleb, Caleb Williams just started following him. No, Caleb Williams had been following him since he was in high school. I mean, he recruit, which is bizarre to me, Josh, that he's a defensive coordinator, yet a main recruiter, and even like Mario Williams, Caleb Williams, uh, he's recruiting some of the best offensive players, and they love him. This is what I'm trying to tell people. This is like, people are like trying, it's like people are trying to write Dan Lanning off. They're like, oh, he's just a coordinator. Guys, look at what he's, I, and people, and I, I keep sell hearing me, all Josh. this stuff. I need to be sold. I will sell you on Dan Lanning. I am a fan. Like, okay, first off, the, the first argument against Dan Lanning, and I, I will, you know me, I will absolutely get to the recruiting. Dan Lanning is, people are like, well, it's Mel Tucker and Kirby Smart. He's just living off what they've done. He's got better stats defensively than Mel Tucker did. Like, his defenses have been better on average, yards per game, all the stuff you want to look at, he's been better than Mel Tucker and is putting up right now the best defense in college football in the last 35 years. What they're doing is unfreaking believable And I don't care that there's not a lot of great offenses in the SEC and around college football. You still don't do what they're doing. And, okay, you want to say, well, yeah, look at all the talent he has. Who the hell do you think recruited it? Like, it's not there by accident. And a big part of that is exactly what Kerry's talking about. He is an absolutely great recruiter. Very active. 
does a lot of stuff, high-energy guy. I mean, talk about the stuff that you talk about. You know, guys, we've talked about um, – you know, Shane Beamer, how much we like him. We think I, I, I'm still a fan of that if that goes that direction. I think Shane Beamer could be really good. At the same time, you get Lanning, a guy that's, I mean, been in the wars in Southeast recruiting against Alabama, Florida, you know, LSU. Uh, he, he's fought all the big dogs and he's got wins. Uh, that, that means something. And if you want to talk about a guy that maybe could walk into some rooms with 10 days to go, if he's got a couple of current OU assistants, with him, and it might win some battles, I, Dale Lanning's in that conversation. He's one of the top guys that could walk in with the credibility to be like, guys, I, I just won the SEC, had the best defense you know, in the country by a mile. Come play here. You know, you can, we're going to go to the SEC. We're going to do the same stuff. I, you know, so yada, yada, yada. You know, you get into the whole thing. Or as Bob Stoops, the da-da-da-da-da or whatever it was. So, um, <laughs> you know, so I, again, I... I am a, like, I'm not saying he has to be the guy. There are other options I like as much, maybe a little more. I love Dave Aranda. I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of that. But at the same time, this shooting him down, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I like it. I mean, I like the idea of having totally. someone that's 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 been in the mud recruiting wise of, of the SEC that understands how it works. I think you don't want to have someone who's naive of how all that stuff works. As your head coach. Okay. Now do it with a compliance officer looking over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, Eddie, to me, that's, that. no, that that's a, it's a very fair point because it's a different ball game the way OU wants to play it. And I, I mean, if I'm Joe, I'm very honest about that conversation because there are no secrets among college football about some of the schools that recruit very, very well. They, everybody knows the score. Uh, it is what it is, but. So you, I mean, you have to ask those questions. Like, how do you make that work when you know we we have a compliance department we are dedicated to? Like, how does how does that all come about? So that's you know that like I said that that's a and I I bet you money that's a conversation Landing wants to have because he's not stupid either. Yeah, he knows what the deal is. Sure. Um, if yeah. I so go like to, I said, like, I, like they yeah. could they could very well have that interview and he could just say, I I don't think I can compete at that school the way things are run. Yep. And just decide, I'll just stay here and look for another job. That is 100% possible. Josh, what was this? Uh, you've, you've put some stuff up on the board about this, uh, just as far as his connections back into maybe not this area, but maybe this area of the United States as well. Yeah, I'm, he, he is a Kansas City guy. Uh, you know, grew up there, went to high school there. Uh, if I'm not, I'm trying to remember. I actually was sitting here, got distracted while I was talking, trying to pull up the hot board. I want to say he's got some background in Texas as well, like maybe Sam Houston State, something like that. I hang on, let me. Yeah, Sam Houston State. He was a he was a co recruiting coordinator for. I mean, now for a year. I'm not going to say it's like extensive, but he knows some people. There's some connection there, and I know he knows um, some high school coaches in the area, some in the region, and they. I mean, again, all speak very highly of him. You know, th those that have come across his path. But, you know, people are like, well, there's a lot of people that don't know him. Man, he recruits at Georgia. They don't, they don't walk into every door. They walk into IMG. They walk into modern day. They walk, you know, like the big fish know him. So, uh, and again, like you, you talk about the, uh, again, high energy guy, very active recruiter, going to be involved. Like, guys, 
we talked about this on Sunday. I think that's the model. Now, if he follows the Kirby Smart model, he's still going to be involved defensively, maybe more than as a guy like I talked about, like Shane Beamer, where it's more like CEO and I'm going to hire really good coordinators. Now, obviously, he wants to do that too, but he may he's going to tilt defense. But I don't think he's going to be like Lincoln Riley, where he's literally running the defense. I don't expect that to be the case because that's not what Kirby Smart's done. That's not what Nick Saban did. There's nothing about that tree that says that's the way that goes. And so he can be a very active recruiter. He can be more active even than Lincoln was. And Lincoln, we can all concede, Lincoln's a very, very good recruiter as a head coach. But no doubt. when you have more time, you, you just have more you can do. All right. Um We've talked about Lanning. We've talked about, uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about Aranda. Uh, I mentioned Brent Venables. I don't think he's out of it completely. I just think they're interviewing everyone. Um, I do want to say, like, on the on the Venables stuff, I still would call him the leader. I really would. Really? I would still call him the leader just because it makes the most sense. But the fact that we had people on Monday night saying that it was a done deal is the maybe one of the more ridiculous points of this whole entire process. I- the, and I'm sure some of those people that were doing that were making fun of LSU people the week before. In sure. fact, I know they were. <laughs> so uh, own your stupidity too. Like, you know, and again, I, I lean to Matt Rule. We never were like, it's Matt Rule. Like, we just thought, I, I, or not we, I'll, I'll definitely step in front of it. It was me. And I was like, I, this is what I'm hearing. This is where it's leaning. I was way off. There, there's just no other, there's no excuse. There's no other way to put that. I was wrong, but we never have been like, it's him, you know, get yourself ready for the press conference. Like, no, that, that didn't happen. That, that's never been the case because it never felt like it was that close. Like it felt like things were moving in the direction a couple of times. But Eddie, when you say Venables is the leader, do you just mean like in Vegas, he'd be the smartest bet at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I can get there. Mean, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yes. I can get there. And I'll, yeah, I'll tell you why I'm not willing to give up on Brent as a candidate just because the people closest to him that I know still will not say a word to me. That's why I think he's still involved in some manner. Shape, I'd, I'd even put it this way. It's like we've heard that, you know, I, I think that we've all heard that he wants the job. I think he's told people that. Yep. But no, he it has. also means he I don't absolutely think he's been offered the job. No, he absolutely would and our Clemson people have backed this up. He absolutely would take the job if offered. And, and so that means he hasn't been offered yet, but it doesn't mean he can't be offered. Sure. Correct. And and guys, it, it may you know, and people like, oh well, I heard Brent turned it down and it's all off. And I'm like, no, that because of A, exactly what we just talked about. And B, I think there's I mean, guys. We all know, I mean, and you guys know better than me. You're obviously around him far more than I ever have been. Joe Z is a due diligence kind of guy. He's not going to rush anything. He's not going to be momentary. He's going to make what he thinks is the best decision. And if he's got to wait till Saturday night to interview Dan Lanning or interview Dave Aranda, that's exactly what he's going to do. I, I, mean, I want to say this with all love in my heart, Joe. You son of a bitch, you're doing it. You're oh. keeping us out of the... Like, you are... You love to keep everything under wraps. You are doing it like no one has ever done it. But I mean, it's frustrating. But I, sir, I salute you and what you're doing. <laughs> you have everyone clammed up that could possibly say anything. Uh, and I think that I think that this is part of it too. I think Joe C 
has kept the circle so small that there's just not a lot of loose stuff out there. Yeah. The, guys, somebody tweeted that. Oh, somebody today. I think there's only like three or four people that actually know what's going on. I think it's yeah. obviously Joe C. I think Joe Harris is in the loop. Yeah. President of the university. Bob's in the loop. Maybe Zach Selman's probably in the loop as well. Outside of that, maybe Larry Nafee. Who? Larry Nafee? Maybe Larry Larry Nafee. Mr. Laptop. Outside of outside of that, that foursome or fivesome, I don't think that there's very many people that know what's going on. I and that I would includes agree. assistant uh, yep. coaches, you know, people within the athletic department, support staff. I mean, I, I was told on and I think I said this during the first part of the recording that we did yesterday. I mean, there's basically people in the OU football offices right now that are refreshing Twitter just as much as you are out there because they want to know what's happening. Uh, Guys, that is the perfect segue. Like earlier in the week when there was the, I think it was a Michael Turk video where everybody's like, oh, he said Venables. Oh, that like, guys, the players don't know. The players are going to know when they, they may know. If Joe can really keep it tight, they may know a minute before you know. The players, and I, mean, and I can tell really you this. That's really tight. I, I got it. So when Gabe, Gabe kind of put that out there, then I'd heard that there wasn't going to be a hire. I was like, boy, it is nap time. I am napping. <laughs> and so I went and got a nice couple of hour nap. And I'll tell you that here's where the players' heads are. I woke up a text to a text from Isaiah Thomas asking me if Drake was really in Norman. <laughs> Like that's where they are. That's where their heads are right now. Like this was yep. this was going around in my in my buddy text group uh, this morning or last night. It's like if you would have told me a week ago, not only was OU going to look for be looking for a new football coach, but somehow Drake the rapper was going to be a part of all of this. <laughs> like I would have been literally institutionalized. Well, let's throw it out there. Let's just throw it out there now that Dabo Sweeney is is being introduced at a Drake concert inside Memorial Stadium. That's the rumor that started being thrown out there. And I'm going to be honest. I want it to be true. (laughs) I do want it to be true. But, like, that's part of one of these conversations that we've had this week when you go, I can't believe that I just said that out loud because I sound like an idiot. I know. I was the one that wrote it. I I felt terrible. I love how you uh, put it together, too, Gary, because it was like, I know I sound like an idiot. (laughs) Let me get that out. It's like, before I say, after every sentence, I know I sound like an idiot. I know this sounds moronic. I I had like a, so we we heard some some more scuttlebutt about Dabo today, and I was discussing it with, you know, my trust tree friendships, uh, which is only two guys, uh, and uh, it, we we got about three texts in, and I said, "This is stupid. We're, I'm I'm not talking about this anymore. I feel dumb that I've even brought it up. Like, oh, I and Clemson fan. Like, no matter because we've got the new the read only option on the board, and I know a lot of Clemson fans have signed up <laughs> via that." And they are just torching us on their board. And I don't even blame them. Like, I get no. it. But we all are like, yeah, guys, we think this is stupid too, but we can't. it, it just can't go undiscussed. We like, deserve it. We, we understand. Like we we understand. Go. You're going to treat us like we're morons because we brought it yep. up. Because it sounds moronic. But it is moronic. It's moronic. It is moronic. Like, but I think that we would also be doing 
a disservice to a lot of people if we didn't at least make people aware that I I truly believe that that is not a made-up thing. I don't think it's a smokescreen. I don't think that – like, I think that there has been a conversation about that. It's so bizarre. I mean, that it keeps coming. By the way, Bob Prisbillo has joined us. Hello, hello. Pearl hello, has Bob. been put down. Not not like like a dog. <laughs> she's sleeping. We we assume Correct. she's safe. I mean, you never know with Bob. Uh, how are you feeling, Bob? I think uh, Joe C spiked your hot dog at the basketball game the other night. He was yeah, that was uh, that was rough. But yeah, go off, King. Trying, Let him know. Take you out. <laughs> Woke up this morning feeling a lot a lot better, and although it doesn't feel like anything's going to happen today, I am ready to go. As soon as I found out Bob's hot dog had been spiked, I've been letting the girls eat my food first all week, <laughs> just trying to make sure I'm That's a safe. Good call. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've we're done talking about Dabo. We know we're crazy. All right, we're not yep. we're not sitting here talking about him being a serious candidate. We're just telling you that his name is coming up, and it's weird, and it's stupid, but it's out there. But, but if you want to talk, sign up, we'll put we, his name on the we, board a few more times. Hypothetically, can we talk about the, and I don't even, I guess not talk about it, but that would be a landscaping structure of college football, groundbreaking, earthquake shattering type move. Bit, guys, what would that be? That, what, what's the comparison? The biggest Joe, move since Alabama got Nick Saban? Because his nuts would be so big. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, he's probably going to put that on a plaque in his office somewhere. I just, I don't know how that even happens. Like, Clemson will pay him whatever he wants. It would have to be something that's not about money with him. Right. Mm -hmm. Which I think for Lincoln it was. I mean. Oh, yeah. But it's it's the reverse Lincoln. As to where Dabo's pretty much already in the spot Lincoln clearly wants to be in a conference he can more or less walk through. And it goes um, against everything that yeah. Joe Castiglione is in terms of budget, you know, uh, not mm-hmm. paying ridiculous amounts of money. And the only thing that I could think of, if it could happen, if it, I mean, it's not going to happen, but if it did, <laughs> see, I have to qualify everything. I think it would just be because Joe C. said, look, Brian Kelly's getting $15 million. If Lincoln Riley's getting $15 million, we're going to get to this point as well. We might as well just go hire one of the best and just get it over with and pay it. Will or, Dabo have to change his accent like Brian Kelly? <laughs> family. Family. Uh, um, or this is the other. This is the other. Brian Kelly could enter a witness protection program. This is the other thing I thought is maybe Lincoln Riley pissed off some donors so much they went to Joe and just told him he has a blank check. Joe Harris insinuated yeah. that yesterday after the yeah. Board of Regents meeting he that did. there's been there's alumni that are even more invigorated now than they were maybe last week. Oh shit! Really? Yes. Yeah. He, oh, well, f- Dabo is happening. Shit! No. <laughs> Damn it! Somebody's got a clip. Eddie Radosovich, first to report. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be. Do you lost, guys want me to tweet this out from the Scoop account? The lost or what, what is definitely clipping that and putting it out there <laughs> out of context now. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate Eddie sending the audio. You could definitely hear it in Joe's voice. There's no doubt. There are some donors who are like, 
in revenge mode, ultimate revenge mode, and we'll do whatever it takes. It was a question about is the university going to be hurt financially from, uh, you know, basically a I football see. fallout. Yeah. Uh-huh. And right. he said, uh, quote, we've got a seasoned and talented team. Uh, we're going to have a new head coach. This is going to be a road bump. And in fact, in some ways, and you've seen the media that's out there, we have some donors that are more invigorated right now and more committed. If we do this the right way, which I'm confident we think we will, I think the answer to your question is no. And in fact, in many ways, I think we'll come out and come out stronger. So it was, it's I, devil! What, what did I say on Sunday? What did I say on Sunday? It's devil! <laughs> oh, God. See? Okay, like, quote, tweet. <laughs> you know, it's the thing that kind of went under the radar. kind of go under the, way, the radar yesterday at the uh, Board of Regents meeting was as as much as the sky's falling in on the football program, the overall like structure of the university and the uh, economics behind it, much better place than it was three years ago. Which is funny. After all the COVID stuff, you'd think, sure. especially when you talk about coaches' salaries, after COVID, I think the natural assumption would be they wouldn't just skyrocket out of nowhere. In fact, they've just gotten worse than ever before. Well, Jim Gallagher, you can, yeah, the you university can, by not cutting the grass. You can thank Gallagher for not planting flowers for a couple of years <laughs> on the South Oval. We were we were talking about that yesterday at the Board of Regents meeting. What a just an insane time period that was. I'm, I OU is in much better spot now with J, uh, Joe Harris than they would be with uh, Jim Gallagher. Oh, oh my God! God. Coaching search. Oh, Panther. Well, no, I, Jim Gallagher is just an idiot and a Canadian. He's not even American. <laughs> Oh, God. oh no! All right. Uh, by the way, I'm I'm my jokes are ju- I know they're just contributing to the echo chamber, so I apologize for that too. I mean, you got to uh, talk about Drake too, right? Well, yeah, we already did. Yeah, we talked okay, about yeah. Drake. Yeah. <laughs> did you have like a one liner you wanted to add in? Throw it no. in there, Bob. Just just get after it. Okay. Uh, so I mean. Oh, we have breaking coaching news. No, we don't. Come Putnam on. Putnam City North has hired a head coach. <laughs> and he's a PC West alum, Josh. Oh, no. Who have they taken from our... Eric Lane. No. Do you know wow. him? Wow. Yes. I went to high school. With Der- like, Derek's my generation. He was a year ahead of me. Hmm. Derek was a damn good player. Wow. Where's Derek been? I don't think I yeah, knew. Yeah, I, I was about to ask that I think he's been on the staff. He's been he's the offense coordinator over there right now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, now I'm going to just know more about what's going on at North than Eddie will. That's that's exciting news for me. I'm pretty pretty pumped about. You're going to work to to freeze Eddie out. Seriously, I'm like, don't this this Radosovich guy just just he will take you he's down. A problem. Yeah. The coaching news we've been waiting for all day. <laughs> the head coaching news is settled. We always now knew it happened. We potted. That's an Eddie video waiting to happen. Oh, speaking of friend group uh, messages, Eddie, you were talking about yours earlier. That is going to go over with a lot of joy in in uh, my particular group. A lot of West guys sitting there BSing with each other. So, yeah, Beautiful. that'll. That's awesome. Happy for Derek. Um, who haven't we hit on? Oh, I know who we haven't hit on. The guy that no one wants us to talk about. Tony, El- Tony Elliott. Tony Elliott. Nope. 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 This is basketball pod. I won't do this. 
I'm out. <laughs> See you guys when you get back to talking about real. I have not nope, found one person that is fired up about Tony Elliott uh, potentially I don't, being I a don't candidate. I don't even think that he's a real candidate. I, I, I refuse to believe that he would be a real candidate. That's got to be that? another smokescreen, doesn't it? Is he worse than Mark Turgeon for basketball? Yes. 100%. No, he's not that bad. T- Turgeon had coached at a major level and won. Yes. Tony Elliott yes. had the one of the worst offenses I saw all season for the first half of the year and then sort of got it together at the end. I don't I truly don't believe that I don't hmm. want to say that Joe is that stupid, but don't you think like in some ways you have to be able to sell this hire to the co- to the fan 100%. base? That would be such It would be a, a hard sell, yeah. Yes. It, it would feel like you It would feel like you failed. It really would to the fans. It, in fact, you can't sell that to the fans. You just can't, Joe. No. If in you're fact, thinking I about it, rather, you need to stop. I would rather see a Jay Norvell get an opportunity before yes. a Tony right. Elliott. I think like all things considered, Jay Norvell's done an excellent job at it in Nevada. He has, but he needs to be in a job like that. I yeah. don't I, Oh, I or you know, I he don't could, think he, could, he, he could, needs to be the guy, but he'd he be could, better than he could take over mm-hmm. for like Kirk Ferentz at Iowa and just keep doing that system. Yep, but not not a glamour school. No, if you're expecting him to come in and evaluate and recruit uh, and bring in five stars, it's not going to happen at Oklahoma with him. I mean, he's a I like Jake, good guy. I just his recruiting history is not stellar for the big boys. Let's be honest. He, I mean, he, he technically got fired from OU. Can't bring it back. He was. I'd rather have Heupel. By a he long was era. kind of the height of that OU era where they were always in the top three for an elite dude, but never actually got <laughs> closed him. on it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, were. I mean, his, 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 his best class. I mean, he, they fell apart on on DGB. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Trey Matwire, who we all know how that worked out. Uh, and I saw it. Deron Neal, who was underachieving. I mean, nice player, but not a star, not an All-American mm-hmm. type player. Yeah, you One think Courtney Gardner. 2012 class, Derek Woods, and then, of course, Shepard, but we always say Shepard wasn't Jay's guy. Oh, God, Shepard was going to be at Oklahoma as long as Bob Stoops right. was at Oklahoma. So, <laughs> so it's like, you know, the, you really get credit for something like that. If Tony Elliott had been the head coach at OU in 2012, <laughs> Sterling Shepard still would have come. Yes. <laughs> If Chuck Long, yeah, I mean, any, I mean, name any offensive coordinator. Wow, Chuck Long catching a stray. Damn. I mean, you got a head coaching job. No. You know, uh, we were talking about mm. coaches that would go into, you know, coaches that are still out on the road and coaches that, uh, you know, interview for jobs like this, the Brian Kelly situation, how he was reportedly in a home recruiting and then the news breaks. Um, I would – I, I remember when uh, Sam was getting recruited by Oklahoma. I believe Chuck Long was in his living room less than, I think it's like 12 hours before he was named the head coach at San Diego State. Wow. It's just funny how that, that goes. I don't have a problem with it as long as that coach comes back to that kid after the announcement. They just that, that That's what you got to do. Yeah. You have to keep doing your job until you're told not to. But sure. I think for Oklahoma, though, you know, they had Kevin Wilson in waiting, so it wasn't like a big. I, I mean, there was a lot of lot of that offense that Kevin Wilson was running anyway, so it was pretty much his offense. But anyway, okay, so back to 
candidates. Yeah, none of us like that situation. Um, you know, and I I mentioned Dave Aranda, but and I I think I said where I stand. What do you guys? I mean, what do you make of that possibility? It'd be a very good hire. He's a very good hire. Same vein as Matt Rule. That I think from a yeah. mentality standpoint, he would bring something. From a defensive standpoint, he would bring something. I mean, anybody that goes through the Baylor situation like he has, I have tremendous respect for. I think that it would be an unbelievable hire. I do, too. And everyone would forget about the field goal. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> I am worried. No, not, the, I, I think he, I think it would endear him even more. He rubbed <laughs> it in on Lincoln Riley. Rightly so. Oh, yeah, that is true. I didn't think about it that way. The code he's not of worried sportsmanship. About, he's not worried about the damn code of sportsmanship. Good God. Should we just make a T-shirt that just says F.U. Lincoln? Like, but has the F with the ampersands? I think I'd rather, like, <laughs> fuck your code or something with, like, a... I, we have to get the... The program shirt is a beautiful shirt. It's a beautiful that, depiction of That's something. amazing. Yes. That needs to happen. Um, now, program what? guy... Have you did you not oh, see that Bob. picture Eddie sent with Bob? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that's I a freaking that winner. Unbelievable. Sure. Yeah. Are you guys at all worried about? And you know, it's kind of interesting. It, it kind of feels like all of the candidates are quote unquote defensive guys. Uh, you know, I think Jeff Levy's name's obviously been out there with the offense coordinator situation. Uh, you know, obviously very connected to Venables if he were to be the guy. Uh, what what do you guys think of the offensive side of the football if it comes to that? Bringing in a defensive guy. You've just got to make uh, the right hire. I mean, that becomes yeah. the second most important thing about this yep. process. Guys, do you think there's some credence to the idea that OU may even know what they want to do or has a good idea of what they want to do, but want to announce? I, I've heard some talk of, you know, okay, OU wants to hire the you know the head coach, the OC, and the DC, and announce them all at the same time. Have it like a solid front. Well, that's you why know, you, these are going to be our guys. That's why you hired Dabo. I mean, and yeah, that's I mean, probably why they're interviewing Tony Elliott just to make sure that he could handle it here, God, along with Dabo. I knew you, and, I, I knew and you were going to say that. Do is Dabo good enough to take Tony Elliott? I, I can't decide. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm having a I'm having a mental aside here. I don't. I, I'm like. I really, really think we're all four going to end up in an institution after this. <laughs> yes. I am for sure. Oh, God. Yeah, it's... I, and we'll have Drake. Just like we'll when have I Drake think days. I know something. Yeah. We should just play Drake. Like, we'll just, we'll just play it really loud <laughs> in all of our houses. Just to remember. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I... That, to me, if, if, again, if you go with an Aranda, you go with a Lanning, you go with even Brent, you need to almost instantaneously have your OC in place. Let me ask Whether you this. Let me ask you this. Or anybody yep. else. Let me ask you this. There's been Lincoln. There's been Brian Kelly. What? Is there a coach out there that you could see being poached? A head coach? A sitting head coach? I've thought about that, Kerry. Um, we, we probably I've, should have I, I mean, I found before. myself going through NFL coaching rosters Yep. Like clicking on assistance that I've never even heard of <laughs> to think if I could have some type of connection to this guy coach with this other guy in 1997. And maybe that would make sense that Joe would have got his eye like there. I, I don't feel like there is in the coaching ranks that guy that we're just not thinking of. Here's OK. Here's a theory. What if the Matt rule smoke screen 
was all about Joe Brady. And maybe Joe Brady wanted to get out of the NFL and back into college. That would be a sense. pretty big that shift makes sense, for but him. Why have they waited? That's what I want to know. Yep. If if it's yep. a guy that doesn't have a game, not to be on not Saturday, to be the head coach. Not no. I'm saying to be the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma. Oh, oh I got you. And you offer him a uh, shit ton of money because he, he might be in trouble in Carolina. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. It, I could buy that. That's perfect. Because everybody's I like, well, Kenny can. Re- they would want to do that all together like that. I, I, I feel like. And you know, what's the what's the term that's been used time and time again down there? It's time is of the essence. Like, obviously, I don't think that guys are and we'll get to the recruiting side of this and the impact and some of the guys that have pledged and saying that they're not going anywhere. I just feel like. What are you losing by waiting a couple days so it has some type of continuity, if that makes sense? I mean, look, I just think they have to interview Dan Lanning. I think that's it. I think that's what the wait is. I mean, even Bob came out today and said they think he'll th- he thinks they'll have this done by Monday, if not this weekend. So you you don't think it's a Randa at all? You think it's landing? No, I think it could be a Randa too. But okay, okay, I got you. Yeah. Got you. Any chance Oklahoma State loses to Baylor? I wouldn't think so. Not if they if, unless. I Bohan think the only, way that, I have no the only way that OSU loses to Baylor is if they go out and turn the ball over three or four times. And I say that, they lost the turnover uh, <laughs> battle by three the first time around. Yeah, and they lost it to OU uh, and still won. So Sure. I just think I Jim Knowles and that defense playing the same team a second time just going to dominate them. I do think that there's like a certain level of uh, you don't really know you know, in a championship game, it it is a little bit different for both of these teams to be playing in it as versus, you know, I, Oklahoma State didn't just play terribly great last week against Oklahoma. If Oklahoma doesn't have a had couple a head of coach, uh, they cared. Yeah, you said Jeez. it. No. You said it had a foot out the door. Was I'm sorry, back. Lincoln. Bob just went in on you. OK, you know, you done f-ed up. It just looks like it. There's no other way. It, it does. feels like it. No, you're, and Bob, you're not wrong. Out. You're just you're the better better angel on all of our shoulders. And when you're no, we've all heard whispers that as soon as they lost to Baylor, he was checked yeah. out. I I mean, and that weird mispractice. Is there an idea that it went all the way back into before the Baylor week? I mean, probably. Yeah. Week, yeah. Guys, the weird again, the weird mispractice, the Monday after Texas that everybody's talked about. I mean, like, there's a lot of weird things over the last month and a half of that season. That now I that you look back, some, you're like, hmm. I did talk to somebody that insinuated that that Tuesday missed press conference, he wasn't talking to USC as much as maybe meeting with his agent. I could see that. By the way, can I? I no one's going to listen to me on this, but can we please stop trying to make up nasty rumors about Lincoln and his family? Yes, yeah. it so does. Awful. It's it's just it's a bad look, OU fans. Just please stop. <clears throat> Lincoln Agreed. Riley did not have an affair with anyone that anyone has ever heard of. The stuff about his kids, like leave him out of it. Just the stuff about the kids is fucked up. It just straight the up. Stuff about That's the kids, awful, awful. Can you and I, can you imagine though the idea that. Like, okay, so he had an affair, so his his wife said, 
Let's move to Hollywood, and you be the the head coach at USC. Because that'll How that'll do you think you that'll are? cure your infidelity. With, yeah. yeah, with the strongest concentration of beautiful women on the planet. Yeah, that'll be perfect. God. Okay. We've heard it all, man. It's, We've heard it. I've heard, heard everything this week. And I get it. It's just stop it. I mean, it's it's a bad. It's bad. I mean, don't be that per. Don't be that bad of a person. You're a bad person if you're doing that. By the way, the one name, one of the names that we haven't talked about. Uh, that I guess maybe you could make an argument for this weekend actually plays Friday night. Mario Cristobal, John Cazano is reporting that uh, Mario Cristobal and Oregon have reached a contract extension. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about the sitting head coaches. So many have gotten those extensions because of all the uncertainty of the other schools. Like even Mark Stoops, you know, the name we threw out a while ago was like can Kentucky ponied up to try to keep them. It's, Hard to think of guys that haven't had an extension yet that would still need need one or else they could be poached. Mark Stoops is a great question, guys. Mark Stoops or Dan Lanning? Which one would get you more excited? Like, and I know we're we're just report like but I mean like as you look at what they bring to the table, Mark Stoops brings me no juice. That that just doesn't do anything for me. No, and it's his style of play. He's a defensive guy. He wants to control the ball on offense. He wants to run the ball. He's, it's not a high-flying offense. He'll never. He is not prescribed to his brother's theory about offense. And I think. I think. I mean, look, we're not stupid. Like Lincoln Riley was great for SoonerScoop.com. I mean, five-star recruits everywhere. Yes, more of that. And I don't think Mark Stoops brings that. I think Dan Lanning possibly does. Yep. Uh you're just you're going to the Bob, SEC. You missed Josh's you're, you're not going to win. Uh, Dan Lanning uh, resume speech, and I think I'm all in now. <laughs> I haven't watched that video yet. I saw it surfacing. I've been he watching. A, it he, he's a fiery guy for sure. He, you know, I was it who I, I forgot who it was this week, but I guess there's some uh, oh, I guess parallels between Dan Lanning in 2021 and maybe a Bob Stoops in 1999, young energetic, defensive-minded He's even younger guy. than Bob was if he becomes the head sure. coach. How old was Bob? 39? I think he was 38. 38? Yeah. And Dan Lanning's 35? Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember, Was how old was Lincoln when he took over? 34? 32. 32. Good Lord. 32, and then obviously the season, he's like 33 in the second yeah, week his, of the season. His birthday's in the first week of September, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've crossed that out of my calendar. But. <laughs> I think say, uh, 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 yeah, erase those cards and, and flowers that you'd sent to him for next year. How many people have knocked Lincoln Riley off their holiday card list? Uh, by the way, Josh, you've been beaten. I mean, you and Bob. I don't know. How, you guys are slacking on your holiday cards. We haven't even taken our damn picture yet. We keep which is like shocking. we were going to do it. I mean, could you not find a field somewhere? I mean, <sighs> have you used all the fields? Uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, what? God, one year we literally walked down the street and like we had a little green. We have a we had a greenway next to our old house. And we just walked down to it, let the girls play in leaves, and took a picture, and it was perfect. And you're like, oh, that's great. And you know, like I tell Tiffany all the time, I'm like, I'm not paying somebody three hundred dollars when I have better camera equipment than they do. Like I'm not doing that. That pisses me off. <laughs> I love that. It is funny when you get a, a wedding photographer or somebody that's got like the best buy camera, and you're just like, oh. Idiot, I got better stuff than you. You've never even heard of one call, have you, douche? <laughs> All right. Um, no, but real quick, 
we never really answer the question, who could you poach? I really don't I, like I don't see one. Like Matt Campbell doesn't do anything for me anymore. No. Uh by the way, we, know, can I'm, we just I'm talk just about start spitting out names? Chip Kelly doesn't do anything for me. Which no. by the way, oh. he might land Spencer Rattler. Do you guys see that? You after want to talk Jayden about Daniels after Jaden Daniels, yeah, for sure. Uh, you want to talk about a dude that doesn't want to recruit. Yeah. <laughs> Jimbo? No. Obviously not. No. Mm-mm. He's thinking about adding Gary Patterson to his staff. I thought that was interesting. Jimbo is, so, I thought, Sarkeesian was. It was Sark, yeah. Oh, that's that what, yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking Sark, and I, yeah. I mean, did I not say Sark? You said Jimbo. Yeah, oh, I said yeah. Jimbo. I'm an idiot. Mm. Uh, that's all right. None Mike of Gundy? us have slept. See, <laughs> Mike Gundy, like, if it wasn't Oklahoma, you have a shot. Yep, yep. agreed. He's, he'd never do that, but. But if it were like, yeah. if it were like, I mean, Tennessee's already apparently taken a shot, but like a, a blue blood that wasn't in that bad of shape, like, mm-hmm. like if it was, I'm trying to think, Penn State, that's the first one that came to mind. But I was trying to think of somebody. I mean, more it'd have to be more, more like, like Michigan Florida. State. Say Florida, yeah, Florida. Say Florida had come yeah. at him. Yeah, Florida would have been interesting. Um, Did Florida? I hire? still think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they Billy hired Napier. Napier. Well, who, oh, yeah, exactly. Billy Napier. I think yeah. would have been. Yeah, that's right. I know. <laughs> like I think Billy Napier would have been outstanding early. for Oklahoma if if that would have gone differently. I, I think Napier is going to be really good. Um, I you know guys are the we, the one that com- the one that gets it going for me, but it it'll never happen is Lane Kiffin. It'll never happen. Yeah. Oh, but 100%. like that would get people juiced. There's just no doubt about it. That would be it. awesome. And he'd probably at work. I mean, you guys talk about wanting Jeff Levy. uh, Go to a Lane Kiffin press conference. I think it would be amazing. Electric. Very electric. Although I've heard some people say. Campus Corner would be amazing. (laughs) I've heard some people say, like, in those sort of settings, like, he's fine when it's like four. You know, like, there's a couple people. Like, like, people are like, well, if it's one on one, he's really good. You know, really engaging. He'll talk with you, kind of, you know, just open up. But as soon as there's four or five microphones around, he kind of laces up a little bit. So I don't know if that's just our imagination or if what we see on TV or whatever. But, you know, he I feel like at Ole Miss, he's found a pretty good, um, well, A, a pretty good setup for him. Like, it's it's big enough that he can win. It's not so big that it might get out of control, like where he gets too wrapped up in stuff that doesn't matter, you know, kind of the – the image and the social media and that sort of thing. Like, cause he's an old miss. People don't care if he says something that's a little off the cuff or a little wrong, like he can sure. get away with it. You do that at Oklahoma. Everybody notices like there's well, no be honest, missing if, it. If, if Lane Kiffin was hired here, it, it would not be by the current athletic director. That, that That's the thing. Yeah, that, that's, there you the, go. <laughs> people, when I put it that first hot board, they're like, wow, is Lane Kiffin on it? Cause Joe Castiglione will never hire him. Do not fool yourself. That, that will never, ever happen. Just you know, been it's funny. And I, I, flight, I found myself. What? Mm-hmm. Just been informed a flight from Starkville is coming into Norman today. Might be a prop plane. I have no idea. Speaking of, I, that was going to be my next, and I was like, that I one doesn't they do anything for me. Coach that could win big games. Yeah, he's not the answer. Yeah, that's. Have you guys been surprised that we've gone five days now, and there really hasn't been any Josh Heupel chatter? Isn't that kind of like for so long, everybody thought that Josh would be the next head coach at Oklahoma or an eventual candidate to be a head coach at Oklahoma. And 
it just it just never has I mean, is that bridge just completely burned to where there's no rebuilding? Well, the problem is Bob's involved in this search. Yep. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh and that relationship is irreparably damaged. I mean, I like do they I, really not even talk? No. No. Nah, yeah, that's wild. Sad. I'd like Kinda to sad. see I'd I like to see that mended. Make up. I'd like to see that mended and I'd like to see Malcolm Kelly mended. Those are two that could need to happen. A, could he be a wide receiver coach candidate depending I mean, I guess that's there's so many dominoes that have to fall to even know who would be doing the hiring, I guess. But mm -hmm. I wouldn't think Dykes retained him. Or will retain no, him. No, because I would think that samples. Yeah. You, yeah, you would think it samples. Since so, their entire now, recruiting class is gone, it's SMU. Yeah. Because of him. I mean, literally, they just teleported from, from SMU to TCU, that class. That's... Now, I mean, not that Lincoln Riley's not pretty much trying to do the same thing with OU's class, but not having as much success as you might have thought, though. I, 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 if, Bob, if you we read my mind. Want to get into that mm -hmm. yet? I mean, is recruiting even worth talking about right now until a coach um, is named? There's I'm, a few interesting notes. Okay, there's there's a few yeah. parts that are interesting. Bob, um, it's your time. <laughs> all right, get it, Bob. I mean, Josh, I guess what. My this isn't really a question. I'm just more gonna say I think that with the coaches that have stayed, you're seeing the 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 passion in their visits instead of like feeling like an orchestrated like script that they're reading to the recruit and their parents. You're getting that Bob Stoops passion from Monday coming out in these in-home visits, and it might actually be helping more than if it was like it would have been like two three weeks ago. Yeah, oh, I, I don't think there's there's any question. Like, the guys – because it is. It's it's a referendum on where do you stand? Who are you with? Like, that. that is – and, I mean, it's not fair to a bunch of 18-year-old kids to have to be the ones to kind of, you know, uh, hold the line, I guess you'd say. But mm -hmm. you – guys, you know, we've talked about Oklahoma and the West Coast, and, you know, the two guys that have been the most ardent – are Jake Taylor of Las Vegas Bishop Gorman, which you would think would just be, I mean, as much success as OU's had at Gorman through the years, I mean, USC, you'd think, could just walk in there and, and but I mean, from some of the reports earlier in the week, it sounds like he just flat out told Lincoln Riley, no, like, you're you're not coming in here, you're not doing any of this. Like, I, you almost wonder if he feels a little betrayed, and he's just not mm -hmm. going to do it. Um, the, the way... That he's handled that and the way he responded to DeMarco coming and visiting him. Um, you know, he put out the tweet, you know, 100% committed, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's not leaving himself any outs. Like, I'm in. I'm here. I'm going to Oklahoma. And he doesn't know the score with anything. I mean, like, he doesn't know what Bill Biedenboe's future is. He doesn't know, you know, who the head coach is going to be, what kind of offense they're going to run. Like, he doesn't know any of that stuff. And he's like, I'm in. I, I don't care. And... Then the other is DeAndre Moore, the 2023 wide receiver, uh, kind of wide receiver running back teammate of Makai Lemon and Malachi Nelson, who have both decommitted. And obviously Nelson's already already in USC's camp, which, you know, makes all sense in the world. We know why he was going to Oklahoma. Like, like I don't, I don't fault Malachi at all. Like, that, that's fine. I, I get it completely. But DeAndre Moore is like, no, man, that's where I've always wanted to go. I mean, and, you know, Eddie, you remember this. Like, when I went out there and did those interviews, when I saw him this season, uh, this fall, he was the guy 
of the three of them that I was like, wow, like he's really in, you know, like really yep. like, and, and not like, not Makai. You like probably I, rerun I, that interview. I, cause it, it oh, that's would a good idea. Kind of, I think mm-hmm. it rings some bells, especially you're right, right now. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. That's a really good point. Um, Makai, you were like, okay, he's going to look around like you, Makai, even when he committed, you were like, he wants to go to USC. Like I can tell he wants to go to USC. He just knows he can't like, there's no, justifiable reason to do so malachi was going to go for lincoln like which again makes all the sense in the world i got no problem with that but deandre like it was more about OU. like it just was you could tell the way he talked about it it mattered to him and you know when i when i caught him way at the end of the game like they'd already gone to the locker room come back out he was walking to his car with his parents and i was like hey deandre i'm really sorry man i know you'd like to get home i know it's kind of late can we can we do an interview? And he was like, he, he was like, Josh I was like, yeah, yeah. And we kind of talked for a second. He goes, dude, you came from Houston. You, you, whatever you like, you got me as long as you need me. And I was like, wow, that, you know, like, it, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, that's the kind of kid he is. Like, he just kind of gets it on a little different level. And I think when he committed, like, he feels like all the old people that we always have to talk off the cliff. That's how he feels about it. Like, I made my decision. I'm done with this. That's awesome. And I mean, the whole UK from Houston thing. Oh yeah, no, it was it was yeah. I was I mean like I it, I was touched. I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." Like that that's really cuz you guys all know we go all over the place and we'll go to, you know, Eddie, do you remember that tight end from years ago that I sent you to like Kansas to see and uh, you tried to get I an interview? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to Derby, Kansas. Derby, yes. Kansas. And, and played uh, three snaps and it was like 10 degrees out there <laughs> and he, he went to florida right and he went to florida yeah he, his, uh, he had a brother as well god what was his name i don't I'm remember the name remember. now i'm blanking I'm but i know he went to florida every uh, time but... we drive through a derby i go yeah and i tell whoever i'm with the story about going up there <laughs> and like you went up to him after the game and like he wasn't just like DeAndre like Gould. no that's I that's exactly Gould. right yeah, i couldn't remember no, but he was the brother uh, he was I shitty, wasn't he? Like he was a shithead about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I and that, that and guys, I'm I'm not singling him out. Like that's just one that I remember. Like that happens sometimes. Kids just don't care. They don't. I mean, they're they're 17. I'm not judging them. I didn't have any perspective on that kind of shit when I was that age. So it's it sticks out to me when there is a kid that does get it. Like this is this is your career. You have you know left your family, left your kids, like traveled across the country just to come watch me play a high school football game. Like, yeah, I can sit here for 10 minutes with you and catch up. So, okay, so it was... they've lost four 2022, four in 2023. Mm-hmm. I speculated today, I think the bloodletting is just about done. But yeah. is there anyone that you've already circled? Like, that's the next one to watch. I mean, I look at a Kip Lewis. I don't know about Gabe Dindy. Like, is there anyone else that you sort of feel like if that if, if there's going to be another that happens in this quick amount of time, this is the guy OU, that OU fans should be on leery about that he's going to leave the class. The two that scare me a little bit at this point are Jason Llewellyn, the tight end from Alito, and I don't say that because like I think Jason wants to be at Oklahoma. I think Jason is concerned about what's going on, and he's. He's got some good offers. The thing that's interesting for him is he is a Dallas area guy that Joey McGuire I know is coming hard for from Texas Tech, 
And I know people would say, well, I don't care who the head coach is at Oklahoma. I'm going to OU over Tech. Fine. The problem being with that is, as I understand it, Jason Llewellyn's um, girlfriend is a is or is going to be, I'm not sure of the, the timeline on that, a Texas Tech softball player. So there Billy is some Bowman. affiliation. The other way. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I mean, you know, what what softball giveth, softball taketh away. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, help that Stogner situation and his foot out the door that maybe there are no the tight ends. There's I mean, zero got, tight ends on campus. You've got to think, right? Like I said, I, I and I mean, I want to be really like Jason. Some of these guys have ghosted me. Jason's not that. Like Jason mm-hmm. and I have talked. Sure. Like he's, he's never been seen like that. No, like I, I haven't gotten. Like I think he knows what he wants to do, but he just. Like, he's like all these kids. You know, people getting mad. Guys, you know, and I'm not talking to you three. Like, you know the score. But people, like, try to understand. These are kids that were about to sign. Like, I was talking to a parent of a recruit yesterday. And he was like, man, we had, you know, balloons and streamers. And we had this whole signing ceremony set up. And we were going to get cupcakes and all these things. Well, the cupcake lady calls us the other day and is like, I need to know what colors. And they're like, we we can't tell you. We have no idea. Like, <laughs> It's, I mean, and I know that's like first world problems. Absolutely it is. But that's, that's what they're dealing with. Like all these things that, you know, they were excited to do. Well, it all just, the brakes just got slammed on it. And now they're having to figure out what they're going to do and what their future is and all these things. And they, they just, they don't know. Cause I mean, you know, Kobe McKenzie, he's going to go visit Texas this weekend. Um, if, if he leaves Austin and has, and there aren't even rumors. Of a commitment, I'll be surprised. I I know he's he's excited about that trip. It's going to be interesting what he kind of thinks of Austin. He's never been down there before, um, so and, and I know there's been a couple trips he's taken that he just didn't respond well to, and he just loved Norman. I mean, OU was a home run for him. If they keep Brian Odom, I, I don't think there's any question he's going to go to OU with Brian Odom, almost regardless of who the head coach is. But we don't know if that's going to happen. There's a lot of people at USC that think Odom's going to go out there whenever that time comes. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I think anybody thinking they know where the chips are going to fall on OU and USC, I think it's crazy. I, I just, I don't think that's, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's the way that's going to play. And we're going to have to see the other guy. I said there were two. The yeah, other one's going to hurt OU hearts a little more is Gentry Williams. Yeah. Um, okay. And that's just because, you know, and I know, Obviously, you have the limbo of whatever you want to call the Roy Manning situation right now. But the other, Gendry Williams' primary recruiter was Alex Grinch. Always was. Like, and, and Alex, I don't think there's any player he, at, while he was at Oklahoma, that he did a better job with than Gentry Williams. He was very, very active in that recruitment. And now Gentry stuck between the school he grew up loving and and I think was genuinely at peace and very excited about his decision for in Oklahoma and the school where he knows more of the staff at USC. And he loved USC. He loved his trip he took out there. I know I've made fun of everybody that said, oh, you know, he he committed or he's going to USC. That that wasn't the case, but that doesn't change that he really liked USC. There, there's just no doubt about it. So, again, kind of like I've talked about with the coaches, He's in a weird spot. Like, and there's no right answer to it. It's just, it's confusing for a young guy that already had a lot to think about. And now he's, he's even more kind of stuck in the middle. So for every guy you get like Jake Taylor, and you know, I know we all saw the picture of Gabe Dindy yesterday. 
I, Gabe Denny's telling OU all the right things, but I think it's it's kind of like what I just said with Odom and McKenzie. If Calvin Thibodeau's not at Oklahoma, I don't think Gabe Dindy is either. So that's we'll, we'll just have to see where it goes from there. And then a couple of uh, now that we're less than two weeks away, is it just about solidifying what you already have in 2022, or can you actually – try to add some more pieces and if you do Receivers. have we reached the point where you look <laughs> within the state in those three star kids that you know they get talked about here and we say they're not at OU's level but maybe you just have to take a flyer I I think you do I think you have those conversations I I I, I the primary focus is solidifying 2022 into signing day whoever whenever the new coach is hired whenever that day comes um Dan Laning. I mean, I'm just talking out loud here. Uh, no, no. But whoever the head coach is, his priority's got to be getting everybody on board. And if, if I'm OU, if I'm whoever that coach is, I call Jacob Sexton, Jake Taylor, uh, hell, even DeAndre Moore, just because I know mm-hmm. he'll get involved for me and be like, guys, you're not going to be my first stops. It doesn't mean I don't appreciate what you're doing. Work on the phones. Do everything you can do for me. I've got to go keep the rest of this class together, which means I've got to go see them. I've got to look their mom in the eye. I've got to talk to dad. I've got to make everybody feel good about this situation. But I will get by to see you guys, and I know what you mean to this class. Like you, you have to make it clear. Yeah, I mean, you've got to, There's got to be a battle line. Like this is my priority. I'm going to get to Tulsa Booker T, and I'm going to spend every minute I have with Gentry Williams. I'm going to spend every minute I can with Gabe Dindy, like what, whatever, you know, whoever, however you want to prioritize it, Gavin Sawchuck, you know, the, you want to go down that list and there are, there's still a few guys, Javante Barnes, just like we talked about with Jake Taylor. He's tweeted out Javante Barnes. I, I think wants to go to Oklahoma. They've just got to give him uh cause to do so, I guess would be the way to say it. So there's, Relique there's not plenty being there that can opens work. up another spot too. Yes, absolutely. And I know, you know, you, you asked about the in-state not. guys. The Braylon Presley thing, I know everybody's like, well, okay, just, you know, Josh said Braylon's really good. He's just not quite relief Brown. I mean, I get that a lot. I get quoted a lot. You know, Bob, this is how life goes for me. But no, with, with Braylon, um, at, at this point, what OSU just beat OU on the field. They got a chance to go to the playoff if, with a win tomorrow on Saturday. And then you throw in, um, you know, his brother's there. Like, if OU was going to win, they needed everything in their field anyway now i i just i don't see that as a possibility now gavin freeman first right yes (laughs) absolutely absolutely but i was you know that was always a thing like if they got involved okay they probably could pull that off or i mean probably coin flip at best like it, it, it was possible but probably not um gavin freeman uh if you're the new coach coming in and you're looking for a few guys you can do a whole lot worse than gavin freeman especially as you're trying to build rapport locally. Like, we, we want Oklahoma people on our side. We want Oklahoma's high school coaches to believe in us, to buy into us. We're going to go into one of Oklahoma's most successful programs. Now, you know, <laughs> you, you could argue that the whole public-private public, public private thing could, could somehow twist that argument, but we won't get into that little, little OK Preps uh, warfare. But... I, I do. I, I think you could offer him. You could make that. You could understand that. And guys, I mean, like I said, Nick Anderson, 
you'd be hard-pressed to believe Nick Anderson's going anywhere if OU comes and makes him feel good. That's a guy that loves the program, knows the program, will know the building better than whatever head coach is hired. Like, I mean, that, that's that's Nick. So, uh, you know, and again, I, I think most of what still remains in this class can be solidified. Robert Spears Jennings is another guy like I talked about with Jake Taylor and Sexton mm-hmm. and those guys. Like, he, he's in. Just just let him let him be. Let him know you you believe. Go to work. Talk to your classmates. You know, do do whatever you need to do. And then we assume it'll be done either by this weekend or Monday. Do you think they go all out for an official visit weekend next weekend? Yeah, I mean, they would, but who do you bring in? I mean, that that's the and. To me, that's where it gets really, cause it, and where it could be a lot of fun for a guy like me that's used, that's seen the same names for the last month. You know, like who, like you know, whether it's Brent or Dan Landing or Dave Aranda, like do they bring in some guys that were committed mm-hmm. to the school they were at? Do some of the stuff that we've seen USC doing with Oklahoma guys right now? Do they? Are they able to pull some of that off? Where hey, you know, just come give Oklahoma a look, see what you think, you know, and kind of do it that way. The other part that's interesting is can you line up a big unofficial visit weekend where you get Cam Dewberry to come up, you get Devin, Devon Campbell to come up, you get some of those big-time guys that OU has been involved with, and you can say all these things that you liked about Oklahoma, they're still here. we got new faces, and we understand that, that that may be too big of a bridge to cross, but if not, come up here and look and just see what you think of what we've got going on. It's like a meet-the-teacher day. I mean, you know, like you, God, guys, I mean, there are a few guys on that staff I just feel awful for because they were about to do, uh, the more I talk to people, Jamar Cain was going to get Marvin Jones Jr. You And that's what drives me crazy. I, I don't want to get into the whole Lincoln Riley thing. And it's really but, weird, like, that his I'm mom, that guy. Well, let's do it. His mom gets mad at OU, like, OU didn't cause this, like. It's not. Yeah. It's not the university yeah, or the school. Like you're mad at OU. Like I think she was more mad at Riley. I, well, that's what I'm saying. She was mad at Riley, but she was making no, it out like okay. like it was OU's fault. But it was just like be mad at Riley. Don't be mad at OU. And 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 I mean like okay, so that killed off you know your son. Like the coach dicked him over, and it's just like it didn't make sense to me. I mean, guys, and, and you know you hear this talk. Well, like did Riley think he could really get the front end talent guys? Uh, the you know and especially up front that could play against SEC competition. Well, I've heard Andy Stable say it a lot, and I think he's right. When OU goes to the SEC, it becomes infinitely easier to go recruit those big bodies from the SEC mm-hmm. region. Like I I I think those things go hand in hand. I mean, now, I'm we, not saying we saw it all the time before Texas joined the league. I mean. Uh, and then even when they did join the league, like Dalen Mack and Greg was it Greg Little the offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah, kid from Allen that went to uh, 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 Ole, Miss, Ole Miss, right? Yeah, I mean, like yep. kids wanted to go to the SEC that were on, you know, the offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, guys, I, even I, uh, you know, another Allen kid, EJ and Doma Ogar, that did come to Oklahoma. He really considered. Um, I'm trying to remember who was his other finalist, but he really it was an SEC school, and he really considered them strictly because they were an SEC school. And his argument, I remember talking to him about it. He and I had a really good relationship, and EJ would say, you know, I can go to OU where they've clearly produced a lot more NFL offensive linemen, or I go to the SEC where all the good linemen go. You know, so it was kind of a, 
You know, and so once OU goes into the SEC, they don't have to fight that argument anymore. Like, nope, we're all here. Like, let's go play some ball, you know, that kind of thing. So, I, and, but God, what, what I was getting at though is that defensive line class could have been Derek Moore, Marvin Jones Jr., Gabe Dindy, and, uh, Cedric Roberts. And if Chris McClellan, if they wanted him, if they had wanted him, guys, that's an SEC defensive line class, like by any measure. Derek Moore is a monster waiting to happen. Marvin Jones Jr. is the same. And Gabe Dindy, according to some, is a top five player in the whole country, regardless of position. Like, and John, I, uh, you know, we're looking at, at these at these coaches, and <laughs> it, it seems clear that Kane is staying. Can he get Derek Moore back? I know Derek Moore does not talk to any of us, so it's hard to I, gauge. But what I guess what do you think led to him – making the job i get like pancake hunter and some of these other guys because they, yep. they're not sure their coach is going to be there but it feels like you know more was kane's guy and kane's not going anywhere yeah i mean it's it's i think it's just the unknown you know and i mm-hmm. think a lot of these kids like i said I, I talked to um a couple yesterday i talked to a parent and i talked to a recruit and they were talking about you know, they went in more because they didn't know what the market was going to be. They didn't know, you know, am I going to get a lot of attention or the schools that I think, you know, I'm of that caliber, do I have that opportunity? Well, they don't have, you know, like they don't have the back channels to be like, hey, you know, what, what's going on? So once the kid announces he's decommitted, well, every school that that's going to run, you know, all around Division One football in a matter of minutes. And then you're going to hear. And so, like, you know, for an example, um, uh, Kobe McKenzie. Like, I know day one he heard from, like, Michigan State, Texas Tech. You know, all these schools were like, oh, yeah, hey, you know, Missouri, I think, was one of them, too. Like, all these schools that, you know, he was like, okay, great. Like, I, I, I'm i going to have some opportunities here. Um, and I don't think he knew at that point what, it, what the market was going to be like for him. And I know several other guys have said the same thing. So... I think that's a big part of it for a guy like Derek Moore. Like, could I still go to, say, Penn State, where he was considering mm-hmm. when he picked Oklahoma? Or could, you know, is does Ohio State have a spot that's open? You know, there, there's all these things that you can argue, kind of like, well, where do I fit into the puzzle? If the next coach wants to keep Jamar Kane, I, I, I would bet OU signs Derek Moore. I, 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 I think that's an absolute possibility. I know people have asked me about Marvin Jones Jr. I don't see that. And I, I think because Marvin never was confident enough to pull the trigger. And I know people say, well, you know, wouldn't he be more interested in a Brent Venables OU than a, than a Lincoln Riley? And I'm like, I mean, I get why you would think that. And maybe it's the case, but Lincoln Riley's OU is a known quantity. Brent Venables, for all that we think of him, and I, as much as I think he could do a great job or, you know, any of these other guys we're talking about, you don't know what that's going to be. And for a guy that could choose, a coach he loves in Jamar Kane and a school that is a little bit unknown as far as what they're going to be in Oklahoma, or he can go to a coach he likes a little less and play for Kirby Smart or Nick Saban. I, I mean, I, I can get where the kid doesn't come out of Oklahoma on that. And that wraps up this portion. Back <laughs> Bam. How, how about how about this? We go from something that is recruiting and loosely tied to the portal as far as current players that haven't entered the portal. I'm closer today than I was probably Monday thinking 
Yeah, maybe there is a chance Caleb Williams stays around. In fact, I would almost be leaning towards if I had to choose one side or the other, I think he does stay. I think he is just being level-headed, and I think he wants to stay, but they still need to make a really good hired offensive coordinator. Sure. I I could believe that. 100%. 100%. And you talked about... If there's what, anything that we took away from his recruitment and his road to Norman, it's they are maybe the most calculated, uh, most let's make a decision with the most information we possibly can family out there. They're fantastic that way. Yeah, I mean, I Absolutely. love that about them. Yep. Uh, and that's the other thing, too, Josh, you were mentioning what recruits you immediately have to get after. You immediately have to get after Jaden Hazelwood and Theo Weiss, uh, Austin Stogner yep. in the portal and hope that you can impress them enough to get them to come back. And and if they have Caleb Williams, maybe they're more likely to do that. Yeah, uh, you know, and I know um, talking to a few people around some of those guys, that those guys, again, you know, we talk about time being of the essence here. Like, I know uh, I, I've heard Jaden Hazelwood could visit Arkansas this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Seems very, very interested in what they've got going on over there. Uh, I know there's been some conversations with Missouri for a couple of the guys. Uh, Sounds like so, Stoddard's yeah. uh, checking out South Carolina. Yeah, a lot of makes all the sense I know that world. we didn't talk about him during the uh, the coaching portion, but it does kind of seem like that, that door is – it might not be completely closed, but I think it's a very, very slim chance nowadays. I, I would say if they get to Beamer, they missed on some others. I'm not convinced OU's – I, in fact, I don't think they have gone all in on anybody at this point. Like, I know I've heard, some, oh, they missed on this guy. They missed on that guy. Like, ah, I don't know if I'm there. Um, but if they get to Beamer, and I, I, again, I think anybody that listens to this pod knows I don't mean this as a, a shot at Shane Beamer. Just based on what we're hearing, I think that would mean they've missed on a couple of other targets if they get down there. Sorry for derailing that. Back to uh, Caleb Williams. Yeah. What did you think of Wednesday night, Eddie? With oh, Caleb here we go. Here we go. Game. I'm out. I'm out. Talk Tony with, Elliott. With talk him, basketball. Talk whatever you want. With him throwing the t the the t-shirts into the crowd and just his mere presence on the video board, probably the biggest ovation of the entire night. I think he's extremely smart. I think, and I thought it was cool that there were so many football players. That was probably the most students, just straight up students, I've seen at an OU basketball game. I don't think it's crazy to say five, six years, maybe yeah. seven years. Easy since uh, Buddy for sure. And not even students. Like I don't know if you noticed, Bob, but outside of like the student quote unquote student section, there was a bunch of students sitting in like where the players were sitting, the football players, there were softball players, there were women's basketball players. It was kind of incredible almost to see how many just outright students there were. Danny Stutzman running around in a cape was unbelievable. <laughs> like I mean, just he's he is an incredible human. Uh, but no, it was pretty cool. I completely get it. I mean, if I'm if I'm Caleb Williams, I'm soaking it up too. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. It, I I think Kerry's right though. I think he's probably just taking in all the information, and we'll see where that goes. Oh, is that we're not doing Porter Moser uh, victory over number fourteen Florida? No, no. Oh, dude, are we doing full basketball? I didn't are, know if this was the full basketball. Full I thought this was a coaching search. Then yeah, we can, we're we're a we little can, long. We can come back to hoops. I mean, we've already had we thirty minutes in the can, uh, and we're about an hour and a half in now. So, um, I think it's a good time to end it. Um, 
look, we better get it out anyway before this information is completely dated and everybody we mentioned is no longer a candidate. Uh, But once again, thanks to everybody for signing up. Uh, If you're listening to this and it's not uh, midnight on uh, Saturday night, Rivals 2021, get a full year for $20.21. One of the best deals that we've ever had. And I can't thank you know, everybody enough for signing up. Been the biggest sign-up event that we've ever had. Of course, Coaching Search, it's the first time we've ever had one at Sooner Scoop for, head, for a head football coach. So uh, it's been a lot of excitement. Uh, uh, hopefully it gets continues to get more excitement. Uh, hopefully we continue to stay alive and mentally uh, aware of our surroundings. Um, Eddie, I'm worried about you sometimes. Uh, I, I think sometimes you just like going to places where people travel in and out of. A little too much. Bus stops, airports. Places where people are frequently stabbed. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think of something really racy to say there, and I just, I can't. Thank God. All right, let's get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.